0: The Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Scott, and I'm joined by two fire family friends, there, <laughs> well oh, yeah. and Todd. Hello. And tonight uh, we're going to talk about something we've already talked about several times, but um, I think we're, we're just talking about how maybe we'll re-examine some of our past episodes, mm-hmm. particularly when we first started the first like, like 25 episodes. We talked a lot about tactics and a lot about like. For instance, writ like what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, um, we talked about these things. We're going to see if anything's changed over the over the years over the uh-huh. last four years. How long we've been this for? <sighs> it's it. been a thousand years. <laughs> but uh, see if it's changed. Also, for those of you that maybe don't want to listen to our old episodes, which we understand why. The sound quality was <laughs> <just> boring. <laughs> We weren't as polished as we are now. We're so <laughs> polished
1: now. Yeah, dialed.
0: Um So, yeah, we're going to, tonight we're going to talk about RIT. So, uh, mm-hmm. Todd, I think this is actually your idea. So, um.
2: Um, yeah, sure. So, basically, so, at practice there the last week for us, um, one of our groups, we're just cycling through three groups of sessions now. One of them was RIT, which I was uh, teaching. Uh, we just went over a review with everybody just to kind of see where they're at, make sure everybody's. Uh, kind of fresh with radio comms because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the first thing that kind of goes for shit yeah. when yeah. something happens. Um, and then just some of the strategies and tactics. Uh, to think outside the box a little bit. And yeah. then we got guys running through some of the props that we mm-hmm. have as well. Right. Um, we definitely didn't have enough time to touch on a lot of the stuff. We wanted to do some scenario stuff afterward but we ran out of time. Because three hours sometimes with it just isn't enough, right? sure. sure. Um, but yeah, the, basically what we started with was just the actual... Uh, what constitutes a Mayday call? and you know, When should you be thinking of making a Mayday call? Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff we discussed was if you get disorientated, lost, mm-hmm. make that call early. Because mm-hmm. in the past, we've always been pretty proud, right? You don't. Sure. No, I'm going to fumble my way through this, find my way back out before I say anything. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to feel embarrassed about it. Yeah. So, you know, just getting rid of that ideology of, you know what? It's okay to make that that call until you get found and get things situated then mm-hmm. re-attack whatever your your plan was um the other one was of course if you start feeling unwell or somebody your partners uh, gets injured or or sick during it the, and then of course the big one far further down or collapse yeah. yeah or something inside the structure happens right mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think uh, back to the radio class <clears throat> we were doing a practice uh, last week which i don't we didn't talk to you about um, we use the actual we use the pool, so we have an outdoor pool um, in town that's obviously closed for this for the winter. Um, but we use a pool building, so we have the change rooms and and a bunch of stuff in there. It's all nice and dark because it's all like cinder block walls. Mm-hmm. So we were doing a building search in there. So it was good because it gives you some narrow hallways and a wide, and then it, it opens up to a wide space. So it gives them a chance to search a narrow area opening a wider space, so they had to change tactics on searching a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting because I didn't really give them, like, I didn't say, this is how I want you guys to search. I said, these are the numerous options on how to search, and That's I want right. you guys to search. Mm-hmm. And so each, um, I designated senior guys, not even captains, I just designated senior guys as a team leads. So it was groups of three. But everybody had a radio with <clears> them. <throat> and then we left our deputy chief outside with uh, As I See. And we, we were having two teams go in and search in. It's interesting because... He kept kind of, cause there's no, it, it was uh it was a <clears throat> not a smoking, smoking environment. It was just right. an open room or like an empty room. So dark. He, he, yeah, dark, empty. So he kept kind of strolling into this into the scene. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I can't hear what they're saying on the radio. <laughs> I said, that's the point. <laughs> so I kept kicking him back out and I'm like, tell them they got to fix their radio calls. And then we were noticing like, you know, as it, as always happens, you know, you're your gloves on, you're trying to search. They're, now they lose that, you know, their mic falls off. So like I said, you know, I kept expressing to them because we were doing a lot of bump ups. So we were, mm-hmm. you know, every time we hit a pinch point, we had the guys calling for a bump up. And I think at one point, cause we were so deep in that building, we had like six guys on the hose lines. So we didn't ask, like two guys were trying to pull a hose in. There was six people at pinch points trying to push. And I, you know, I said to them, I said, you know, radios are going to fail. That's the first thing that fails in every firecrack <laughs> is frigging radio calls. I said, Use your voice. So call it. Like, call cool. it on the line. So, you know, they and, and they keep it simple. Like, bop, bop. And they all call it on the line. So it was definitely something that we noticed. Definitely something that we noticed with the... Um, the comms always drop. Right. Um, but one thing we did do... Actually, we'll get into that later about, uh, about the evac. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll touch base. For a
2: yeah. Moment, I guess. Yeah.
0: But I think... Over time, RITs changed um, from when we started, uh, mm-hmm. definitely from when we started, because RIT always, would always be what they used to do. We'd throw down a tarp. Um, Someone yeah. would throw like.
2: Nobody, an axe. nobody <laughs> really practiced yeah. the best RIT procedure, right? Like, no. you say, oh, make sure you establish RIT. Like, you know, you kind of knew, okay, you got 10 minutes, you know, just set things up, etc. cetera. Um, but then people start throwing down tools on a tarp. But then, oh, so I need, I need a halogen. Yeah. That would migrate yeah. off Yank, the RIT tarp. Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, the last and, thing, and who, the, the and, only thing that's left is the rip bag. Yeah. <laughs> and, we didn't,
1: and we didn't have a rip bag at the time either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> In the first no, time. Yeah, yeah. And then who was the
0: guys we used to leave on a rip? It was usually the either the oldest or the newest. The newest,
2: exactly. <laughs> which is totally awesome. The, 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 the person who couldn't probably, like,
0: like ah, I got a bad back. But we got a rip, okay. <laughs> or, oh, this guy's super young. Yeah, you st- you, you're brand new. Just stand sat on this tarp and, and watch because we need this guy here. Like we need, ha- we need to have a guy on RIT, but yeah. he should be, you know, he's a, they had him as like a, the ro- the rookiest of the rookies was standing on the tarp just so in case someone checked, right. we had a RIT guy.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then of course, over time, we're like, no, RIT is, RIT is like the SWAT team in yeah, the exactly. fire department. <laughs> yeah,
2: you need the most highly trained, highly capable members mm-hmm. on the department.
0: Yeah. So there is that big change. That was one of the big changes was, <clears throat> was getting into like using uh, higher level members. Yeah. I think the other big change was the, the biggest change was we're no longer stationary. Mm-hmm. Like, don't stand up tarp. Like start doing it. Do your three, you know, the IC is doing 360. Captives are doing 360, 360. Either the RIT leader. If there is one, mm-hmm. sometimes there isn't. I mean, some, I mean, there's always one leader. Cause if, if you and I are partners, one of us is going to take lead. Yeah, but yeah. Both RIT guys can go do a quick walk, walk around, around the building. building man. Look for yeah, gas yeah. lines, look for exits i um, listening to where the team is. We're, we're big on following the team as they're going through the building. Like, mm-hmm. looking through the window. Oh, he's right there. I, yeah. You know, just because just cause it started over here. doesn't mean that, you know, on one side of the building, started yeah. the a, on the A side, but now we're on the Charlie side. It's like, why not move around right the Charlie side?
2: Yeah, right. a- absolutely. You know, like I think, uh, like you said, the majority <laughs> of it back in the day was, you know, you establish kind of your, your RIT tarp and your tools and you just kind of hover and, and stand there. Yeah. Whereas there's, there's, a few different things here. There's there's the writ team and the writ responsibilities, mm-hmm. yeah. but then there's when the writ is activated, then there's also um writ procedures and self rescue for the firefighters, right? Right. So like it all kind of goes hand in hand.
0: Yeah. And I, I remember like we've had discussions. We had we had a <clears throat> we had an instructor come in mm-hmm. and he was teaching us was he teaching us fire officer one? I think it was. It was a, yeah, it was either fire officer or training instructor. Yeah. And we like had a, fire a... No, it was definitely fire officer because I was yeah. there. So yeah. we, we had a, a massive... Nah, I not say That was a, was a, was a, was That's a, a pretty good disagreement. It was a pretty good disagreement because he was from the old school. Like, he's like, nope, your RIT should be parked on that tarp. They should mm-hmm. never leave. And we're like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like, nope, he needs to move around. No, nope, why would he move around? And I'm like, they have to move around because they have to know what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like, they should have eyes in the whole building. I mean, they should know if they're gonna chop a chop a window into a door. Like if, you mm-hmm. know, like what I mean like we're okay. on the you know, we're on the first floor. Okay, there's a good window there. The guys are working in this back corner. Um if something was to happen right now, mm-hmm. we should have a chainsaw. We can cut this, make this into a into mm-hmm. a nice exit route for those guys. Now don't do it unless you have to, of course but, we don't um, want to destroy yeah. the house if so it doesn't need to be destroyed, but um throw ladders. Move around the building, get people to start throwing writ ladders. And mm-hmm. by writ ladders we now go on a different little bit slightly different angle. So we know mm-hmm. it's a writ ladder, right?
2: Yeah, I think, so let, let's actually, let's let's expand just on the RIT team's roles and responsibilities. Sure. And then we'll talk about more of the self-rescue kind of stuff we're doing with the RIT yeah. training. Right. So to keep going with that is, yeah, so what what's RIT's responsibilities, right, is, like you were saying, Scott, you're 360, yeah. um, looking for those gas shutoffs, looking for um, power issues, lines, where they're attaching to the house, secondary means of egress, softening doors, softening windows, yeah. getting a, a rescue action plan in case the guys go down and that kind of pairs up depending on the type of structure you're dealing with, what tools you should be bringing out in your tarp because we always do. And we still kind of do the same like, Oh yeah, here's your rig tarp. What kind of tools you guys want to bring? Go grab the stuff. Next thing you know, everything's on the tarp. I was like, Hey, I'm proud of you guys for thinking all that, Mm -hmm. but simplify it a little bit. That took you a long time to do that. Yeah. So let's look at the type of structure and where the fire is and what we're dealing with. Right. Um, What if a mayday call took place and the RIT starts getting activated, we know it's going to take 12, 14 guys for a rescue for one firefighter. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have a lot more bodies involved in RIT all of a sudden. So as we start developing our, and and actually our rescue plan, we can start bringing in more tools at that point. Start with the basics.
0: Yeah, I think those first initial tools like the you know the bar, the axe, maybe even some of the battery tools that we've now. Because even yeah. back in the day we didn't have yeah. battery tools really yeah. that worked yeah. well. Um, so maybe some of those battery tools, like a reciprocating saw, like, yeah. to cut like mm-hmm. a beam off a guy and that kind of stuff. Um, the rip bag of course with mm-hmm. the extra cylinder. yeah. Um, and it has an extra regulator in it, it has an extra um, um, universal rip connector, mm-hmm. maybe some door wedges, it's got an extra rescue strap. Uh we we had some glow sticks. I've looked at the glow sticks lately and mm-hmm. realized they expired. So we flipped out the glow sticks last week. Mm-hmm. Um So, you know, all those things. They're, they're, like I always tell the guys, like the first, the first two guys that are on rent, mm-hmm. they're like a recon team. So yeah, they go six, in, yeah. They crawl in. They recon what they need. If they can do a rescue, perfect. If there was like a window right there and they can get the guy out, perfect. Yeah, yeah. But if the guy's literally pinned underneath uh, a Ooh. roof. Well, two guys with a Halligan axe and maybe a, a, a little like couple battery tools aren't really going to do much. Mm, yeah. Like back to what you said, it's going to take like fourteen people. Yeah. So now it's like okay, now this is what we need. This is the extra resources we now need. Maybe mm-hmm. we need the spreaders. Um, maybe we need uh, the K twelve. Maybe we need all this other stuff. That lifting work. bags. Who knows what? Right. Yeah. So and we did have practice like that. Remember, remember when I built that big? I don't know. I think you were still on, in, in our old search building before we got the mm-hmm. sea um I built like a five hundred pound roof. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The dummy. yeah, yeah, and then the guys had to use like a lifting bag and stuff to mm-hmm. try to get the roof off the guy. Right. Right? I remember that. Yeah, so it was like that's more realistic. Like when mm-hmm. shit lands on people, you're mm-hmm. not just gonna go in
2: and, <laughs> with a with an
0: axe and halogen there. No, <laughs> so exactly. it might work,
2: but. And yeah. I think going back, even just just stepping back to just your outer prepping and stuff, like once you do all those as a RIT team, you know, technically you're supposed to come back to the safety officer mm-hmm. and IC and say, look. This is, this is what I have. Give them your face to face, compare your 360, compare your drawing that you have on your rip board. And I mm-hmm. say, this is my rescue action plan. This is where we're, what we're going to be doing. I, this is where I have secondary, secondary means of egress. You know, I've softened this door or whatever. And when we say softening doors, like, so if you find, say they're, they're making a push on the alpha side door mm-hmm. and you go around to the, um, to the Charlie side and you find a door, you know, if it's locked, breach it. Yeah. but then ensure sure you still, again, still have it? door control but the other thing you can do is take a flashlight place it inside turn it on and then you say, hey i've got a uh, illuminated flashlight at that yeah. door be cool. yeah, yeah, right little things like that mm-hmm. um, if depending on i mean we don't really have a lot of bars and cages on windows and yeah. stuff here if they do mm-hmm. cut, them cut them off get them yeah. done gone yeah. out of the way yeah so ritz working yeah got but it. on that note like you said RIT needs to be available to respond in a moment. Yeah, Yeah. not on air, but you have duties to do in the beginning. Yeah.
0: And I think sometimes we even, to this day, we still lack, like we train that. Yeah. But then when the fire hits, it's like, okay, we, the RIT, again, like everybody's kind of working. The RIT team kind of, they either end up, sometimes they end up back in the old roles and they kind of stand there Mm -hmm. and wait, or or they end up almost, I don't want to say they freelance, but they end up almost doing... Doing their own thing and not really, so it's like, hey, like pull it back. Yeah. We need that balance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um it, And it, you know, we, we get a lot of structure fires, but we don't have a structure fire every day. That's right. So we, so it's not always like the writ doesn't always get established every every day. Like it's not mm-hmm. like traffic control. Again, like we had a lot of car accidents. Yeah, we know we can bang off track of traffic control a problem, mm-hmm. and that's essentially like the same idea. It's a safety for the team. Mm-hmm. And whereas rit, um, unless you're practicing all the time and you're getting calls all the time, it's like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't even go in. Like, you know, we, like the last big fire we had, which we, had, we haven't talked about yet. Right. Um, you know, massive, massive garage shop fire. We're not even going in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now in the back of my head, I'm still thinking, okay, I still have a kind of idea that we need some, maybe some writ, but they're not like an established written because they're all, everybody's mm-hmm. on the exterior of the building. Yeah. Yeah. Working. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. And with that as well, you know, like once you've given that report off and you know you got your jobs done. Like you said you don't need to go back to being stationary. Like you yeah. said, situational awareness is key with every firefighter, but also just with, with real Like listening to the comms. Where are they? Okay, they pushed up to the second floor. This was the, this was their task. Yeah. Knowing where they want to be. Paint that picture in your own head of. As they're going in with that information you have and kind of follow them around and see what, yeah. see, see if that plan's yeah. going to change. I mean,
1: is,
0: there a, is there a ladder up on that second floor already? Like,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, like then be throwing if, ladders. If, if they're making that push to the second story and there's not ladders yet, Rich should be all over yeah. the ladder. And that's you probably the big it, thing
2: it, we changed. Yes. Throwing ladders. Yeah. Cut it off.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, if you're going to be throwing a ladder, like communicate that up as well. Um, like once they're done, I think like Todd was saying there, bring that back to IC, bring that back to uh safety officer. Uh, Hey, on the Charlie side, we have a bedroom window, uh, ladder thrown. Yes. just so everybody in the command structure is aware that there is a ladder there for, um, egress.
2: Yeah. And it's super important for the inside crew. So once, once Ritz established their jobs and have the secondary means of egress, IC needs <clears throat> to announce it on the ops channel saying, look, this, this is all crews. This is where... Or attack one, or whatever you're calling them. Uh, you have speed advisor, second I means egress, Charlie side windows. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went so far
0: as I remember I threw a ladder and I just climbed up and I'm like, <laughs> I wave it, the guys who are inside working. I'm like, I knock on the window because I hadn't taken the window out. I'm like, mm-hmm.
2: hey, there's a ladder here. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's super important. Like, it's one of those things, you know, over the years, like we never, never threw. Secondary ladders, unless you're no. throwing that one ladder to work off. That's right. Yeah. So, and that's a big mindset change of, of no, like that's why we need all these other trucks here. To start mm-hmm. pulling that equipment off, getting things in an yeah. easily accessible area, and using it. Um, and then back to the tarp. You know that stuff that on is on that red tarp stays on that red tarp. Yeah. Nobody yeah. takes it anymore. Mm-hmm. It may happen still. <laughs> yeah, <it> every <went> once <laughs> like, a while. But a good borrow, right? And yeah. the, you know, the
0: Rick guys are doing their 360, and he kept they come back. And like, what mm-hmm. Where did my freaking hell just go? It's yeah. it's always the irons. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the I easy know. one to grab, yeah. right? Well, you know, and we got chainsaw. Engines, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, extra hose line is sitting there sometimes
2: yeah, like, oh, yeah cause hose line we'll toss uh, a quick cleave roll and, there yeah. with a the nozzle line. or or sometimes yeah.
0: a charge line we have sitting there cause you know yep. are like oh it's this extra hose line just sitting there I can take that yeah, yeah. I was gonna say
2: that's, that's big too actually man, we didn't talk about that you, you need your uh, your secondary line there yeah. ready for it to go mm-hmm. right and make sure nobody touches it okay.
1: yeah. yeah like we had our one fire south of town that we called you guys for as well mm-hmm. and we had a writ line with our writ tarp and that hose line got used a ton mm-hmm. But it was like it literally stayed at the tarp, and they were using it from that spot. So right. like yeah. I don't mind yeah. that. Yeah. Like you know, like things aren't black and white. I it's are not you're using the Like you're you know, you're yeah. Yeah. water. It, it's, it's still there. It's <laughs> not a fine <laughs> right? you're not using the air pack that yeah. yes. you're using yeah. water that's and, and again, it's, it's
2: I mean, I know sure there's gonna be somebody listening that's gonna argue that. Mm-hmm. But back to the situation, right? Like if mm-hmm. it's if it's a BC box, you know, this is the one area that we need to work on. And, yeah. Oh, I just need a little bit of water application there real quick. hmm Hey, me, yeah. sh- thank yeah. you. Job done.
1: Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. why? Why bring the guy from from the Charlie just to do a quick application yeah. when you can simply mm-hmm. grab this and spray? You're not yeah, dragging yeah. it away. Yeah, yeah that always, always the
2: issue too. Yeah. Right, for us, mm-hmm. yeah, always and never
1: is. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's the what I say. Mm-hmm. Don't talk. Basically, like, other than water, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> like water rescue. Yeah. Like that's kind of the only time. very few
0: always and nevers in what we do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, back to that building search we did the other night, of, yeah. we had one of our new guys. Um, and he hadn't, he hadn't done a lot of billing search. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, he had actually, because um, we, had, we had an uneven number. So when I, I had people doing a cycling in, and then I had these two senior guys kind of leading, actually three senior guys, okay, they were kind of leading. Mm-hmm. So they were leading the scenarios, and, or leading the um the searches. So it was uh, nozzle, backup, and mm-hmm. and okay, well, cap. Like yeah, What we were yeah. doing is a captain. So senior guy. So they were moving through and um in one of the one of the nut scenarios, one of the searches, the guy was told to do one thing. Um they found the patient and okay, you go out with your partner. Okay, and then the next scenario was the one guy's air started ringing because because by the time we got done, I wasn't letting them change their air packs out until they got until the end of the until the end of the practice night. Right. So by the time we got to the, kind of the big scenario at the end, everybody Everybody's was on, like, how fair? Right. So, and I knew it was going to happen. I'm like, okay, we're going to do one with like six or seven people. So, you know, and I said, you're, you're only using one line now. So three guys go in, they start searching. There's three dummies inside. They start searching. Everything first three minutes. A uh, long guy starts ringing. Okay, now what do we do? Do you all exit? You guys have guys on the bump up line. So there's guys all the way down the line that have bumped up. Can you pull one of those guys down the line? It's, it, I, and I was leaving it up to the team lead to, to decide. So one team lead pulled the guy down the line and he sent the other guy to follow the line out. Because there's there's so many firefighters along the line that the guy was never alone, right? So mm-hmm. he goes out, okay, that's one option. And then the other option is, nope, the two partners go out together. That's kind of yeah. the way we always were trained, right? I'm okay with either option, they're both safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But our newer member he comes out, and he's kind of, I can see he's frustrated. He's like, ah. like what's up, man? And he's like, well, that guy told me to do this, and then 10 minutes later, this guy told me to do that. I said, yeah. I said, he's like, well, who's right? I said, they're both right. Both. <laughs> and, and he's like, what? I said, they're both right. I said, it's up to the guy on the ground in there to make the call. I said, that's why he's a senior guy. That's why he's a team lead. I said, mm-hmm. he's making the call based on what he sees and what his experience is. I said, they're both right. I said, I'm not going to – it's nothing that's cotton dryness. All right, all right. And he's like, oh, okay. 'Cause I'm like like this, you know, I I get the book probably says one thing. I said, but I said, it's the person on the side making the call. I said, yeah, and, and they're well, both safe.
2: And what it comes down to is strictly just back to the accountability. That's what we've got our tags and passports. So and again, distance type of structure, things like that. So like if you have to exit for whatever reason, you know, and you got all these guys in the pop up line and you're ten feet right. apart or whatever around the corner, you know, so you start making your way out, that uh, communication goes out mm-hmm. and then Man, technically you should be like okay yeah i know this firefighter's now off this team he's here you know so they're all that loop is always connected right yeah and that that's ultimately all it comes down to is the the accountabilities right. knowing where your members are mm-hmm. you know
0: the thing i was most impressed with with our guys and then we're kind of getting away from the rit a little bit but actually i guess it goes back to right was how good our door control guys are now right so at any point i went to our door guys at the guy on the door control and i would be like how many guys are in there right now and they'd be like six okay perfect how yeah. many, How far in are they? They're two length. They're a length and a half inch. so they're nice, thirty five yeah. feet in. I like, perfect. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to know all six guys. Just as long as I know there's six people in there. I'm like, who's the mm-hmm. team lead? Uh, Grant. Okay, awesome. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So now, now I know who's the team lead. How many people are in there? And because they're not gonna remember six people going like, who are yeah. the six people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it's hard to know. But that's all six. huge yeah. information. Right. And check yeah. sure control yeah. guy. That's
2: awesome to have yeah. that info. Yeah. 100. percent right? yeah. yeah. And, and that's funny. so
0: good because it takes that big that pressure off the IC because he's doing all the other stuff. So he doesn't have to be like, ah, uh, oh, I missed a guy. Where do you go? <laughs> like, did somebody yeah. go in? Hey, door guy, how many guys
1: are in there? Ah, cool. Perfect. Right. Yeah, like you already know how many people are on that team, whether they're in or out yet. Yeah. Um, like as they grab another member for the bump up, you come back to the door, be like, I knew I had a potential six people that were going to be going in. Yeah. At when I left there was four. I'm back here now. Hey, how many guys do I have in? six okay yeah. this entire team has now moved in okay. so i now know but that's yeah, moving, that that's you know time. still okay you know and that
0: all translates back to the uh back to rick like the red mm-hmm. guy could come up and say to the
1: door control guy 100 there? oh there's yep. so many people in there mm-hmm. and um, that's part of Rit's job yeah, as well, Ritt, it's safety, safety those that. guys are doing that yeah. Yeah. you know we had so again just to, to say about the guy on the door uh our practice which we won't get into but it was just a quick interior attack and then some roof ops. But again, like we had one of our new, new members was on the door and like, I go up to him and I'm like, Hey man, how many, you know, how many guys are in two? Perfect. Uh, how far in are they? Oh, they're just right in there. I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. Like what kind of building is this? And then he's like, Oh, right. I'm like, so again, like I, I explained like how far in is the hose? And he like looks back at where the next coupler is. He's like, they're probably, 60 feet in like they the really exact just need to know yeah, yeah. they're like they're just past a length so they had snaked their way the entire way and perfect so like I could listen I can tell same same thing I'm like hey let me know when they start to flow flow water and mm-hmm. he's like oh okay so he's like listening for it right and I'm like no yeah. no like Hold the line. If Yeah. if you're you know. holding it right and he's like oh yeah yeah for sure it was just a quick uh, reminder right so these are all the things that the guys on RIT can learn from the guy on the door yeah. guy or guy girl
2: and that all comes down to the situational awareness. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's, it's very hard to teach newer people as they come into service situational awareness. Sure. So by having these little conversations, it's going to slowly build it, right? Sure. And it's super important with with self rescue. Yeah. And rip operations, right? Right. So,
0: so um, I'm not saying we beat this the rip part like the actual team now. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's talk about. Self-rescue and yes. the mayday
2: call. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we kind of talked a little bit about the red operations and what they should be doing and procedures. Um, but yeah, so the mayday call, of course. So we talked about okay, what would a situation be for mayday? Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're unwell, oh, firefighter falls, this and that, firefighter drops, etcetera. Building structure collapses. Yeah. Um, you know, you get disorientation, lost, uh-huh. things like that. Uh, what is? What do you do? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mayday! 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 And then there was discussion. Somebody said, oh, well, do we say Mayday, Mayday, Mayday? And then wait for a response? Like, no. Say, so give your Mayday call. Spit out the information that you have. Mm-hmm. So lunar is another is a is a great one. Kind of your location, your unit, your name, yeah. mm-hmm. um, your air and, and needs and stuff, right? So the other one is just basically, you know, who are you? Where are you? What happened? Yeah. And your air level. It's like, the, it's like uh, when you write an essay where, when? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, right? So, so keep, keep it, yeah. And the trick with this stuff, because there's so many things going on and it just turned into your worst day ever all of a sudden if you're making sure. that call. So yeah. keep it simple. That's the biggest method. Mm-hmm. So that radio communi- communication comes out. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh mayday, 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 Tac team one. Uh, we're on the second floor. We've got a firefighter down. Um, I've, we've both got 50 plus air. Uh, I need help getting them out. Perfect. Simple. Mm -hmm. And then everybody needs to shut up on the radio grounds. Yes. IC comes back. Okay. Radio silence, um, copy the mayday. Safety needs to come up for a face to face immediately with IC because we still have two things now. We've got a rescue and we have our fire operations that need to continue. Yeah. So safety at that point needs to take over the fire operations. Mm -hmm. Fire operations switch to a new channel. They continue on. Procedures stay on that radio channel where the Mayday called. So there's nobody switching channels or any of that bullshit, right? So that occurs. Now, of course, Britt's going to start mobilizing, doing their things. As the firefighter, as the partner, let's just say you're a single rescuer. So it's a two man team. We're limited on manpower. You got two guys in, Scott and are in. Scott drops. First thing I'm going to be doing after I make that call, I'm checking his error and I'm checking, I'm doing essentially a patient assessment, right? Sure. Is he breathing? What's going on? Is he talking mm-hmm. to me? Did he just trip in class, Or did he have a syncopal event? Or is in cardiac arrest? Or is he conscious, not conscious, breathing, et cetera. Um, then I'm checking his air. Mm-hmm. And then back to that situation awareness, we need to get him out as fast as possible. Our yeah. lifeline is the air we're breathing. Yeah. Yeah. So when you give that air report, I don't want to hear, I'm at 1,282 PSI. I want mm-hmm. to hear 50 plus, 50 minus. Right? Yeah. Uh, keep it Keep it simple. Uh, if we hear a 50 minus where it's going to get, say, Oh fuck. Yeah. We need to get in there fast and start getting no, that fall. Like half, the cylinder. Yeah. So 50 being half the cylinder. Um, and then don't overcomplicate things, which we'll get into for the, the packaging, but can I just simply grab this guy and drag him out? Like mm-hmm. how far am I in? How are you going to do that? Are you going to grab this, the one shoulder strap of the pack? Are you going to grab his drag rescue device? Mm-hmm. Depending on the body size of the partner's it may be more efficient just to throw a piece of webbing on them mm-hmm. or just grab them. Like if I'm strong enough and it's a smaller person, I can probably just grab them and drag them out. Yeah. Right. But the one downside when you just attach yourself to the pack of the firefighter now, you're really close and mm-hmm. you end up kind of tripping it. It's kind of hard and awkward. Right. Right? Yeah. Whereas you, you gain a little bit of distance with that drag rescue device or piece of webbing. It mm-hmm. really makes your life a lot easier to drag them out. Yeah.
0: Right. You know, I think another thing we like human nature is you try to go back the way you can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but like, mean, a lot of times you're closer to an exit or a window yeah. than you think than you are if you went back through. Yeah. Um, so, do you need to drag them all the way back through, or can you mm-hmm. find a window? Mm-hmm. And I think another big important thing is, and I'm trying to kind of preach to our guys more is, if you're in the room and the, and you're not in the room and there's a fire, mm-hmm. and something happens, you can shove the hose line back out, close the door.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: because you isolate the room. Just it's basically for reverse vis. Yeah. yeah. You're isolating the room reason why I say shut the, shut the hose line back up because, because the hose line is going to stop the door from closing.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, it's good. And so, you know, get the hose line out, close the door. Mm-hmm. If you need more than one of you, one guy can hold the line and and fight, fight in the hallway if he has to. Yep. Um, so, so there's options on that. Like, do we just isolate the room, knock the window out? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe even if your radio is, again, if your radio is not working, how can you alert the team what room you're in? Mm-hmm. You can hydraulically vent the window. Yeah. Like, just start blasting a hose line through the window. Mm. <laughs> they're gonna see the, the, Some the will screen. See that. They're yep. gonna hold That's where they are. Like, if they're not, mm. you know, like, ideally the writ would know where you are. Mm. I'm thinking in, in like a house, like, in like yeah. a single family home. In a large commercial building, it's gonna be different. Yeah. Because there's not a lot, you know, you might be right in the middle. Like, I always go back to that warehouse fire that uh, a number of years ago uh, the guys died in uh, the States. Yes. It's like yeah. the big mm. one, right? Um, mm. You know, they're right in the middle of the building. Yeah. But on um, most of our fires around here, I'm gonna say ninety eight percent of them are gonna sure. be You're um, pretty close to your homes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And I'm really glad you said that because that was a big thing we exactly talked about as well. And we brought it back to the situation awareness a few times on that. Is so the priority is getting them out. Is the easiest way the way I came, like you said, yeah, is right. it a BC box? Am I only fifteen feet away from that door and it's a straight drag or twenty feet and it's just a straight, easy drag along Nice laminate flooring where he slides nicely. Yeah. Or is it carpet? Is it a bitch? Is it a hoarder home? Is there all the shit in the way? Mm. Yeah. So by identifying your safe zones, like you said, hey, I'm I just passed that bedroom. I remember it was like right behind me. We closed the door. There was hardly any smoke in there. That's my safest zone because I'm not strong enough or fast enough to get this guy out. Yeah. I'm going to drag him in there close the door. Hey, I'm in this first bedroom. Get on the radio. Activate yeah. the pass line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry, and then yeah, that was the other procedure. So after yeah. after your Mayday. Uh, after your lunar report or whatever report you're giving, um, then activate the pass. Don't yeah. activate the pass first and then try and talk to you. Yeah. You, can't, you can't hear <laughs> shit, yeah. right? So then activate your pass yeah. and yeah. then start start dragging them out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, flashlights on, you know, wave your flashlights, all that stuff when yeah. people yeah. come in. But yeah, having that safe zone, like you said, now you got time to slow things down and be rescued if you need be, right? It's yeah. a lot safer environment yeah mm-hmm. and
0: chances are that bedroom will have a window yes so mm-hmm. even if you drag your partner in there close the door
1: mm-hmm. now you
0: can open the window smash the window whatever yeah. and hang yeah. a friggin sheet at the window if so the guys can see it mm-hmm. stick your head out of the window start yelling hey move over yeah absolutely and then a ladder can get thrown or guys can come over mm-hmm. like really running a house minus a roof collapse is a fairly like straightforward like endeavor mm-hmm. right? Right, if it's a roof collapse, then it's not because it's obviously there's chin and stuff, but it, like uh, uh partner down in a like it's just partner collapse from this exertion, yes. yeah, in yeah. a regular hose fire, it's actually a fairly simple task. Like, finding it should be yeah, no, it, but when you start hitting commercial or or structural collapse or yeah. um falling through a floor, I mean, that's when it gets a little bit a lot tricky. more tactical, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. and I'm going to steer away for a little bit from the single person rescue stuff just solely because we talked about isolating into that room now and I see there's a window there. So just to jump ahead, we, we started doing some drills, bringing somebody out a window as well. Mm-hmm. So we did the usual practicing, you know, take the window, you clear the glass, you put the ladder up. One option, right? You can tilt the ladder in, put mm-hmm. lift them on the ladder, bring them out. But now that's a couple of guys doing it, right? And what's uh, on the second floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is first floor, obviously, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um. Is it easier to have that chainsaw? Or rip just cuts that yeah, window right yeah, out absolutely. into a door, rip that fucker right out, right? Yeah. And then off you go. So again, we just we we taught all these other little skills for people that then it would have brought it back of okay, you have all these tools in your toolbox now. Pick what is the most appropriate for that moment, what yeah. you're doing. Right. So that's and again, it's back to a situational awareness. Can't say it enough. That's mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing with writ and any of these procedures. Um so if, yeah. Single person rescuer, drag them out as quickly as you can. Yeah. If you can't get them out, if you have to wait for more people to come in, start packaging. Mm-hmm. So, what are we gonna do for some of the packages?
0: So, for packaging. Um, you know, we right away you're gonna. Cause typically, when I don't know, when we train this, typically we we have them face down because 99 percent of the time the guys are crawling in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Um, you know, or they're going to fall prone. They're, yeah, they're yeah. going to fall probably face down or, or kind of not prone. Yeah. So, um, first, before I roll them, you check there because that's yeah. part of the lunar. Um, I'll loosen their, loosen their waist straps because that's where the, I think, I don't know, I don't our know, ICB, know that's where we loosen our waist yeah, straps, just exactly. up, but it opens up, I don't know, about you guys are, are you guys the same one? One? Oh yeah, no, the, the same. Ones, Yeah. g no. one. So we loosen the waist straps, mm-hmm. um, put the guy, roll the guy over. So now he's basically on his side because he can't roll him on his back because he obviously has yeah. an air pack on. Um, roll him on his side, um, loosen the chest straps, um, kind of shimmy everything down so it's low, riding really low on his waist. Um, get into that kind of that yoga position where you take one leg up over your shoulder and mm. make the submarine strap under their crotch. Okay. And the whole reason why we're doing that is so when you start dragging him, because an air pack, uh, is it'll start lifting up and it'll start either A, coming off, or B... Or both, it'll start ripping their uh, mask off. Yeah, knocks right. on the back of the helmet. Yeah, it hits the helmet down the yeah, mask. It hits the helmet yeah. Yeah, it rubs on the mask. <clears> all these crazy <throat> things. So mm-hmm. if you can secure it in, then they're good to go. The other thing is, which we practice once uh, with me, is the guys actually dangle me out the window, hanging off the submarine strap. Um, mm-hmm. The G ones are they got they got that kind of new that little issue with it that it opens when you, when they hit it. Every guy's in it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The buckle opens. So it's when it takes a direct hit mm. would I still trust to hang off it? If it's life and death, I'd hang Absolutely. a guy off it all day long. Yeah, um, I mean, even if you're hanging a guy off and he drops ten feet and breaks his leg, it's better than dying. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so, for sure. so you know, that's that's a good system. Like you hang a guy off a strap, and now he's got the submarine strap. Whereas I think if you just did it with just off the, the guy's gonna slide through
2: and fall. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's bring it back to what you're talking about with the, with bring the leg up over your shoulder and stuff and the straps. Right. So we always make sure we're gloves on, doing it and not letting go of the. Yeah, you're yes. um, fumbling around because it's so i i've lost them yeah yep. like you, you let go and oh shit now you're yeah. fumbling around trying to find it yeah so
0: you, yeah so you connect it um and then you lower back down as soon as you lower back down it tightens everything up yeah and then but then you still go back retighten tighten everything you can mm-hmm. if you can do up the waist or uh, the chest straps some of the guys will mm-hmm. be big you can't do up everything tight mm-hmm. as tight as you can um this is all happening while the rig team's coming in yeah this, this is yeah. a partner yeah, prepping the patient, yeah. prepping for packaging, and then take a your rescue strap out and um, loop off the SCBA off a hard point in the SCBA. Mm-hmm. Don't loop off the um, the hose of the, the hose. off.
2: The other <laughs> good is- one you can do is uh, again, it all comes down to like you said, Scott and Ashes. The we want to avoid anything coming up and bumping into that mask and stuff in that helmet because it starts loosening off your chin or pushing down your forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, good one with the webbing as well, is just uh, doing around the arms. Across the chest and across the back of the neck. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then it just, it really holds yeah. your neck and everything mm-hmm. nice and stiff with the strap.
0: Now, the drag yeah. rescue device has always been kind of uh well, when you pull on it, it's the, like, yeah, it tightens up on the shoulder. It basically does what you said. Yeah, it loops under. the arm But back. at the same time, it's it's right on the back of the neck.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mm-hmm. think about this the other day, oh yeah, <clears throat> a couple months ago, now, is what if we took that drag rescue device, pull it out, and then looped it through the SCBA? mm
1: mm-hmm. So
0: now it's like I away try from the head that. of it. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking, huh. Because then that would kind of tie your SCBA into your,
1: your, your jacket. It puts everything together. And it would get yeah. it away from
0: your
2: helmet. Mm-hmm. i am going like to try that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, right? Because, I mean, we've practiced grabbing it and using it, but it's never been my go-to in a written scenario. Yeah, sure. I'd rather just, I mean, I keep my webbing in my left right. jacket pocket. It's a big pocket. It's easy to grab. Yeah. Um, and you can loop that thing through so fast. Yeah. And it's, it's way more versatile. Yeah. It's kind of my go-to. Yeah, I mean, I like to. I I never used to like the drag Rescue, but I'm like, ah, there is obviously a reason
0: for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. but I I think it was. Uh, it might have been better designed on the shoulders of them, but maybe not right on the back of the head, right here. Where I understand why it's yeah. there because it's high as these glasses. but yeah. it's
2: still yeah. No, you make very valid points, right? Because then yeah. it's it's still tipping that pushing the helmet lid movement. down, right? Yeah.
0: So, um,
2: yeah, here's what it is. Now, in your re- training, do you guys practice okay. CPR? We, no, we didn't get around to it. So I wanted to run through all the skills and the door breaches and stuff first, and then we're going to do a scenario with a firefighter down CPR. Okay. Which, we'll talk about that one later, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, single-person rescuer, again, get him out, drag him out as fast as you can. Think right. of your other situations. Find a safe zone if you can, things like that. Keep in constant communication. Uh, update the team. Uh, and it's really, really important, just back to the after the Mayday call is what are your needs and resources required, right? Like paint the picture for the RIT team and for command of what's going on, what I need. Mm-hmm. If it's a collapse, say, yeah, the roof collapsed, he's pinned, I can only see this much of him, et cetera, et cetera, I've tried lifting something off him, I can't lift it. Okay, sounds like we're gonna need some more longer bars, whatever, right? Yeah. So really paint that picture. And that brings it back to once the RIT team goes in, like you said, Scott, is kind of that, you're, you're that recon team. You're going in with some tools, but not yeah. everything. But I, then, it's like anything else, you're going to have your team leader in there taking over comms, mm-hmm. checking the firefighter, getting in the air established, and then, hey, these are my needs. This is what we're doing. Right. So really really paint that picture because it's there's nothing worse being on the outside trying to figure out what they need. Yeah.
0: So. And we were having that discussion, even through our building search the other day, um, <clears throat> we were talking about how sometimes um, the officers or the incident commander starts asking the guys inside too many questions. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What's happening now? Do you find the fire yet? What's happening? Because <laughs> it's so hard being like the person on the outside, like waiting. What's <laughs> happening? Like you don't know what's happening. You want to know what's yeah, happening right away, and you know. But at the same time, you got to up them work
2: and do the thing. But you're also like, well, you need you want information. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So one person technique, of course, webbing. There's lots of little things like that. Uh, and now you start getting into the two person rescue. So we're just talking firefighter now, not not entrapment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about. Prepping with the, with the waist strap, boosting things. Yeah. Uh, if you have some tools in there as well, if you've got a long drag maybe, um, one technique that we practice is just a simple halogen through the, uh, the shoulder straps. Oh, what are the, the pig spitter, whatever they call it. The pig well, not as well. Oh, this one is just a oh. uh, 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 model across your, your shoulders through the straps. So... One guy on each side. Yeah, so one yeah. one of us on each side they can pick it up and pick instance. it up and... and yeah. drag, well, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it's called. <laughs> I'm not having to call it that. first. Jesus bar. Yeah, so that works good. But the downside again is now, width-wise, now you're you're wider. real estate. So yeah. back to the situation. What type of building are we in? Uh, yeah. Then, yeah. fucking the good old... Figure yeah, out the big right? Yeah. yeah. So the... Um, New York hooks work great for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice and short, and they're and they're rigid. Yeah, yes. Like the uh, we've um, been
0: to
1: New York bar. Hmm? You guys been to New York bar? I've been trying it. Yeah. Who were you lifting? <laughs> like Earl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Earl. I mean, oh,
0: oh, you were I mean, right. okay. Sorry, I thought you meant you. You been to the last practice?
1: No, no, no. Oh no. yeah, we definitely did. Yeah, we bent when yeah. we were lifting a big guy. Yeah, yeah, we you're tried. But right. like, yeah. like he's, he's just like a big farm boy, stout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, So we're we like, oh, right. let's try on the biggest guy, and mm-hmm. next thing you know, really. Like, whoa, hang on, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> the <bar's bad>. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that works. That works good. I uh, like uh,
2: yeah. um a pipe pole. No. I, don't no, 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 ever, no. I don't think I've ever I don't think i pulled a pipe pole since I was <laughs> New York bars No, so. gosh, no. they are <laughs> Yeah, to useless. Yeah. 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 But the New York bar works great. Yeah, there's a place for them. Uh, <laughs> downside with that is if it's something heavy, now mm-hmm. just the two of you front and end, it's you're taking a lot of weight taking you're lifting them right off the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, the pro to that is of course, if there's debris and stuff in the way and you got to go over obstacles, yeah. he's elevated already. It's a pretty yeah. safe, quick move to get him out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's all sorts of other little, little techniques guys use. There's a superman
0: out the window, the old superman that, you know, you like put your feet on his hips. Like your airplane on them out the window. Yeah, so the, den- the Denver drill. So Got that's
2: it. the Denver drill is designed for a very confined space, right. uh, and you have to go out a window. Say there's a bunch of debris or whatever, and you can't don't really have access to go around them. So you're gonna you're gonna prop them up into a sitting position, uh, facing uh, facing the uh, window. The other guy's gonna scooch in behind, you know, uh, sort of facing you. And you're gonna put your uh, your feet on his pelvis. You're gonna kind of hold his uh, his shoulders as he goes up, and you're gonna leg press him up and hand him off the other guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's yeah. a ton of work. Well, yeah.
0: especially like obviously if the person if the person's totally
2: unconscious, yeah, it's like yeah, good luck, mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck trying to get that underneath them and trying to do all this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and on that same note, the windows on the first floor style stuff. So we practice with spine board. Yep, in mm-hmm. the past, right? I mm-hmm. Think simple clamshells, whatever else. Anything rigid and wide. Attic ladders work good because they're a little (laughs) bit shorter, right? They're a little narrow, but I think we have that. It it definitely works. I mean, anything that
1: you can get your hands on. Mm. I mean, we've, in training, we've, you know, we always preach, grab whatever's around you. Mm. So, if there's something close by, like, if it means, you know, wrestling a person up two feet onto a bed, which then cuts down that lift angle, or that uh, lift height, sorry, by another two, two feet. I mean, just utilize whatever else is around you. Mm-hmm. Um, dressers, right?
2: lot yeah, of Like I just look you know. at my own home and my kids' rooms, there's dressers there. Yeah. The windows. Flip that <coughs> Now yeah. you've got a, you're a little bit of a platform. of an elevated source there. Yeah. Yeah. hundred
1: percent. Yeah.
2: 100%. yeah it, the trick is just thinking outside the box and right. keeping it simple, but fast. Mm-hmm. you, you got to move with purpose on these things.
1: Yeah. I think those are the big, big things. Like mm-hmm. getting that uh, report out there, getting as much information as simply as possible, uh, getting it out there early, mm-hmm. uh, activating the RIT, never hesitate to activate RIT. Yeah. I'd rather have a RIT team activated that isn't required than mm-hmm. wait an extra two minutes. Because again, time is of, is of the essence. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, like we, we didn't really stick or say too much about um, if you're disoriented and when you should activate RIT. I mean, the moment that if, you're off hose line and you don't know where like where you are mm-hmm. the moment that you don't know start like activate red get guys coming if you find the hose line oh hey guys never mind like
2: yeah, yeah we're squared away whatever. yeah
1: yeah. yeah full full uh, stop on red I'm back I'm back on hose line perfect right but to get that out there right away um, everything takes time and I mean if you're already so far in and you've been working and pushing inside the building I mean, it's not like you've got an, an endless supply of air. Mm-hmm. So, like, getting that, that you know, coming quicker
2: is, like, very, 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 very important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah um, so, basically, I think uh, after that, so we, we did a few more scenarios and drills with kind of the two-person rescues and different ways to kind of lift and carry somebody out. Uh, we ran out of time for going downstairs. Um, that's going to be kind of the next week because uh, that going down downstairs or upstairs is a pain in the ass sure it's yeah. super super awkward uh one thing with our old bottles the the, the valve used to spin off if, right if, if if you didn't have somebody strong enough to actually lift the ass right off and mm-hmm. clear the stairs all the way it would bump it bump, would turn bump, off it would, bump, it would catch yeah i we remember right. trying to get some guys air off once yeah we've done yeah. that before training yeah. right? but it's good it's
1: good it happens in training
2: yeah mm-hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> he pokes up, runs out of the building. For I'm like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. like panics and is
2: like, what's going on over there? <laughs> <Yeah>. He saved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so stairs, going, going up and down stairs is going to be the next evolution. Um, then we just kind of focus on doing some, uh, some wall breaches, mm-hmm. uh, kind of go through some confined spaces, you know, going through it backwards, swimming, swimming your shoulders through and, yeah. and rotating. Like with the, uh, like wires and such? Uh, no, just, just a wall breach, Oh, uh, a straight, straight okay. wall breach okay. through the studs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going through, uh, with your pack off, um, just keeping your, your pack secured in your, uh, yep. either with one shoulder or your, your strap, uh, pushing it through and then crawling through. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the, uh, the tunnel with the wires as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So put, place your ball in the corner, you know, one hand above swim, push it, push everything up yep. above you for entanglement. Um, and then of course the window, window prop as well. We, we practiced just, just getting guys used to that movement and how hard it actually is to lift some dead weight up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, CPR. Yeah. That was all we did for that one, Mm -hmm. but firefighter down CPR. Super big. So again, partner collapses. We all know cardiac events is kind of one of the number one killers for us. Yeah. Right. For firefighters. So yeah, firefighter down CPR. Yeah, so once you
0: get them out now, mm-hmm. so you're not doing CPR, outside the room. No. Yep. Because <laughs> it's going to be, first of all, it's going to be super ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So what they need first, like I know always in CPR, you need to be on the chest first, but no, what yep. they need first is to be able to frame the hot out, zone. Yeah. So drag them out of the hot zone with basically everything we just mentioned. Get them out of the hot zone. And um, and also once you're out there, now you got more Yeah, so, right. And we know what it takes, you know, for proper CPR, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of people. For firefighter CPR, it takes more people. So... We drag him out, get him in that kind of—I'm not gonna say get him in the cold zone, get him in the warm zone. Yeah, probably. Just get them get him, get him away get him from where that. Yeah, yeah, where inch, where inch you can, down, where you can take SCB off and stuff. Um, now one person gets on the chest right away. One person yeah. on the chest. Someone goes gets uh, AD. Um, we always preach like who should be running that call. Like we always say, okay, who should be on? Who should be on the chest right now? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times guys are like, oh, the highest trained medical guy. No. The highest trained medical guy should be standing should stand there giving direction. Because mm-hmm. he's the one like whether it's a captain probably not. Mm-hmm. We have higher trained we have paramedics that work with us. Mm-hmm. I'm going with, going with them all day. Like yeah. you tell us what to do. And knowing at least one of the paramedics that we have <laughs> he will tell us what to do. Sure. And we will gladly listen to him. Absolutely. Um, not gladly all the time I want not listen to him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will listen Don't to him. Don't give on, too much credit. Yeah, I'll yeah, listen to him on I will definitely it. listen to my yeah. medicals. Yeah. Um, but it gets him out of the chest right away, working mm-hmm. on it. Um, the other person that actually before the chest guy is that head control yes. kind of um, leg like person. Because mm-hmm. and, they, and placing the firefighter into yeah, his Because the yes. key is getting that stable platform to start that CPR. So mm-hmm. as you're pulling him out, so basically you're holding on to his, um, so his shoulder straps or wherever, you kind of wedge yourself, um, like kind of open your legs up mm-hmm. and let that bottle kind of fall yeah. right between your legs. Yeah. And wedge it in almost right below your groin yeah and try to make that platform as stable or as flat and stable yes. as possible
2: yeah and then them. i was going to say that's the biggest win on that one is was we practiced them, they're still not super stable mm-hmm. but gr- once you if you're the guy coming in behind you grab him pull him up so that bottle real tight in your groin and yeah. position your leg so he's as flat as possible yeah. and yeah. then essentially you have his head kind of just by your sternum and you can start stripping. Yeah. yeah
0: so you're now once you have stable um, person that's on the chest starts working mm-hmm. uh, and then people start uh, taking gear and so, we're
2: talking chest compressions over top of the, the coat
0: yeah correct so guy the head, head he's not gonna really do anything now so mm-hmm. he can now he can start taking off uh, yeah. uh helmet ba yeah. etc some mm-hmm. people turn the ba onto the purge just to get some airflow going mm-hmm. um I don't know I don't know if it's
2: I don't know if it helps that yeah, much. Yeah, I know we practiced yeah. that as well. I'm I, not too sure. Yeah, I'm not really yeah. sure if it's yeah. enough
0: pressure to actually assist it.
2: It's not really. It's just going to blow through, right? But I think, yeah. I think the biggest takeaway is as long as you're you're getting shit off fast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So head control person covers basically everything. Um, neck. up. Yeah. Shoulders, shoulders. Um. Then we got guys on the on the arms. They're taking off gloves. Um. are yeah. um. Pulling the, the cuffs. Yeah, pulling yeah, the hand. cuffs out because most of our cuffs are kind of uh, a little funky there. So they pull the cuffs out. Mm-hmm. flip the arms back, hand it to the guy at head control. He holds yeah. on. The guys at the feet are working on, uh, they're not really doing anything other than, um, you have to designate someone to do the jacket because you're yeah. yeah, going to undo the jacket mm-hmm. while the guy's still doing chest conditions. you're going to time it, yeah. undo that jacket, open it right up.
2: Mm-hmm. You're going to be, work, work. the trick with that is working really closely, yeah. do everything around it. Okay, stop CPR. Yeah. Zip past where his hands are. He's yeah. back on yeah. the chest immediately, mm-hmm. yeah. opening that jacket up.
1: Yeah, because we have a mix of, of uh, zippers class, and class. <clears throat> So we're transitioning to the new. Gear that's right. So if you're on that chest and you're you know working away, you can get maybe the top two, you can get the bottom two, but there's gonna be one or two kind of right in the middle. Yeah. And it's like one, two, three. Okay, ready? One, two, off. Clip, clip, boom. And you're really only missing like one or two yeah. rotations there. Um mm-hmm. if it's a zipper, same. Like you're you zip yourself right on down. And, that. Uh, oh, a call. Oh. Start your mutually. <laughs> fire mutually. Right, just a fire <laughs> Just a fresh fire alarm. Um, so yeah, you, you'll get that zipper down. You're waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay. Three, two, one. And it's yeah. completely timed. Cause you don't want to be all like once you're on that chest, you want to be on it a hundred percent. Yeah. So now that you kind of got them, um, jackets undone,
0: arms are up. Um, now you can actually kind of do that, that oyster shuck as we call it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) And the trick of that is, so now the guy at the head really grasp onto those, uh, those cuffs, and lean back and pull it Mm -hmm. tight. Yeah. So then, uh, if you're watching the video, basically the, the patient is laying his arms up and then just,
0: and the guys hold on to the legs and pull his pants, stay on him. They don't come Mm off, pants, stay on him, pull him right out. So now, now he'll be a firefighter. There'll be a firefighter with pants on, um, suspenders. And a, uh, and uh, like a t-shirt or they had underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Now the t-shirt mm-hmm. can get cut off, AD can get applied. Pants can stay on for now, because yeah. that, that's not interfering with in CPR at all, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So you can get, then that will open it up. And a lot of times if you plan it right, you can actually even put a backboard in, so it can mm-hmm. kind of slide right under the backboard, or right under yeah. the like climb, whatever. If you're thinking backboard. ahead of
2: time, absolutely. Then yeah, then you, you, know, you have that spot yeah. board out there. Yeah, yeah so again, uh, manpower, and, and always, like we always say, plan ahead to be ahead, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's coming out. Technically, all your stuff should be at that position ready to go as that firefighter comes out already. Right. Yeah. Kind of part of some of the RIT team, maybe the medics are already mm-hmm. advancing up, right? You, you know, that's one
0: thing we haven't done a good job with is showing that to the paramedics. Yeah. Pyramids. We should probably yeah. do a better job at, I mean, mm-hmm. like we we have went to, down to their to your station yeah. and yeah. talked to them and they've shown us the ambulance and shown us where stuff is on the ambulance. Mm-hmm. We've never shown them what we do, though, for when um, for one, of, one of our guys is they know yeah. we can do CPR, yeah. mm-hmm. but now we need to show them. There's a
1: ton of steps before There's steps we, we can do for our own person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, because I feel they try to take over, they're going to they're get their shears out, try to cut, it's going to be a gong show.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At that point in time, essentially just politely ask them, okay, just step aside for yeah. we'll, literally we'll less yeah. than a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that guy's going to be shocked right out of that jacket fast, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The other nicism is, if you're the guy that just was finished CPR, you know, just support the head and neck as they go yeah. down yeah. and then the next person mm-hmm. beside you then jumps right back on the chest and gets on the CPR. Yeah. Yeah, it's super effective. It's mm-hmm. very fast. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, like in under a minute we can get them get out sure. and be on that chest right away. Because the one thing we know for cardiac rest is, is that early uh, high quality chest compressions and early defibrillation is key, right? Mm-hmm. So having all that stuff there is, is big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I really sure. like the... Yeah. Firefighter CPR down stuff, and right. I feel we always need to throw those evolutions in every now and then. Yeah. And we, we, actually know,
1: we haven't done it in a, little, a little while. Yeah, a couple of the newer guys were. Uh, I were making a comment about that. Yeah. That I think they've seen it once. Yeah. Okay, so have to come out again. And you know, writ um, yeah. like firefighter down CPR. These are all things that you obviously hope you never have to use. Yeah. It's uh, you know very high level of importance, very 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 low occurrence. A halo, <laughs> it's a, yes. a halo, exactly. High occurrence, low acuity Yeah. So yeah, sorry. I mean yeah. but those <laughs> no yeah. high, low occurrence. High acuity low occurrence. <laughs> yeah. But those are the things that you want to be dialed on, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, you talk talk about writ and um you know the likelihood in yeah. like in our lifetime of, of that being a thing. Yeah. Um is it probable? Sure. Um mm-hmm. have we had a true writ event? I mean I I I haven't seen one. Yeah. Um but it's something that I want everybody to be like yeah. super dialed on. Yeah,
0: it's one of those things. As training officer, like I balance, like I'm like okay, yeah. Yeah. like there's so much stuff you got to train every mm-hmm. every week or every year. Sorry, but every week we only have a finite amount of training. Yeah. It's like okay, do I train rid right again, mm-hmm. or do we train another skill that we also haven't trained in a while?
1: Yeah.
0: And then plus then when like, this it's closer to summer, then we got to do some water rescue stuff. can't yeah. like, you know, How many water rescues do we have a year? And then mm-hmm. I got the ropes guys going. Hey, we haven't done the ropes in a while. I'm like, yeah, I know, but we like do one rope call a year. But them yeah. ropes is a skill that diminishes for a lot. Yes. Um, and then we also have to practice obviously like the, the bread and butter stuff, like the, yeah. the core firefighting skills, like mm-hmm. running nozzles. And, mm-hmm. But and then you can tie it together. Like you can do layers of, of training um on top of this. Mm-hmm. Like you can do you can do hose lines, you can do venting all at once. Shaking. Sure but then you're you're not paying as much attention to things that you should be. Yeah. Like we sometimes throw a rate scenario in on a s a, a, mm-hmm. a sim. But a, but we haven't yeah. trained the bread and butter. We but haven't but doing trained it lately. Yeah. So it's like yeah, there's always that balance. Yeah. That's the hard thing about the training because, like, you're like, okay, what, what have we trained lately? Yeah. Well, we haven't done this lately. Okay, do we need to train that? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we haven't done pumps in a while. Okay, well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. What was interesting, sure? our newest officer approached me the other day and said, like, how, how many practices a year are, like, what we used to call uh, playbook practices. So yeah. things that is like goes towards our our, our basic firefighter skills and like just kind of of all of our practices you know annually um, I kind of said like man I mentioned maybe 60% Mm. and of that 60% on top of that is our monthly meetings Mm. on top of that is our like not bullshit Christmas stuff, but like all all of our Christmas things, all of our, you know, there's a couple uh, community events that we do, you know, so it doesn't take long for that 60% to now be filled up with the other 40 is going to be all of that stuff, right? So you really only have a very, like a, a very small window to get all of this information out to the guys every single year. And sometimes you may only get to hit something once. And there's really no
0: choice but to layer, like Mm -hmm. to have three or four skills taught in one night. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. you cannot like, okay, we're only gonna do inch and a half hose line tonight. Yeah, that's right. No, we gotta do like, we gotta do a hydrant. We gotta do like, we gotta do so many things because we just like, that would be, that'd be great. If Mm -hmm. we spend three hours on having one person run a nozzle, If everybody ran a nozzle for three and a half hours, we'd be awesome with the nozzle. Yeah. We just can't spend that much time on it. Yeah. No. And then I always look back and, like, I always look at the law enforcement guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they practice four, four hours a year yeah. on their skills. Right. <laughs> Maybe if they're lucky, it's, like, 12 hours a year with pistol mm-hmm. or rifle or whatever they use. But it's like, man, like, those guys are, they need it. Like, they're life yeah, yeah, and death yeah. just like we are. Mm-hmm. And we get so much more practice than they it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just as volunteer firefighters, we get so much more practice than those guys do. Mm-hmm. But, like... I mean, like we're begging for extra time. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, we are guys. Oh, I'll do Saturday. Cool. cool." Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. I I think, which is a great idea. Um, there's a lot of people that have, you know, shown some interest in like once a quarter, go, go and do some awesome Saturday training. Yeah. Um, something that you can, you know, designate not just an hour and a half with a group of 10 to 15 people. Hey, let's throw three hours at like one skill. Um, There's a lot, a lot of benefit because there's a lot of skills that you cannot teach in an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, auto X is one of them. We'll we'll do a quick auto X practice, and yeah. like you're trying to bang off, um, you know, vehicle stabilization, um, all of the you know patient removal, yeah. everything from you know first first arrival to, yeah. getting you know getting the patient over to EHS in an hour and a half, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we do outside courses. We do. You know potentially weekends um yeah but uh, i think grit is actually that's kind of one of those things that you know it's kind of impossible you can teach the basic packaging yeah. you can teach the firefighter down but like rolling through those sims and getting sure. some of that repetitiveness you kind of need the extra time yeah. um which i think would be a super fun saturday to kind of set up like it back is. to back to back sims of like rip shit mm-hmm. <laughs> would, would be fun
2: well that's still like we <laughs> we did rip for three hours there and it hardly touched base on a lot of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, we still need to go over the stair evolution, still need to do a scenario, Needed to do firefighter on CPR. Didn't get into like going, like doing a building collapse or a structure collapse. Yeah. Where you actually have to bring, uh, uh, guys through confined spaces or over obstacles. Yeah. You know, once you start doing that, you're burning through a lot more air, which yeah. you're using a lot more guys yeah. and, you know, just how you position yourself to, to pass off the workload, you know, pushing and sure. pulling and then, yeah. you know, crawling over a thing and then turning around and pulling them up. And like there's so much more yeah. to How we've done in seminars.
0: Yeah. You know, back to that practice we did last week, that search re- that search yep. practice, um, where I wouldn't let them, well, I, I wouldn't let them change up their, their cylinders until they were ringing their bells. Um, so what I did, what I actually did is I, while they were coming for their final scenario, I laid out four full cylinders on the ground. And that was all the spare they could use. And there was, like, honestly, there was like seven or eight of them. Yeah. So I started the scenario, I started the final scenario off with, okay, there's three patients and I kind of touched on this, three patients inside, we're starting at this door. Um, you know, they're pretty, it's a pretty big building. Like, yeah. It's actually bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, for sure um, And there's, there's basically three or four rooms that are big that have to search mm-hmm. and they're in there and, and they're somewhere in there. Um. So what it started off with was, yeah, you got the IC outside, so he's obviously not in there. Because uh, he, he's just down there. So he doesn't actually count the scenario like he's not mm-hmm. going in. Yeah. But we started off with um, a nozzle, um, backup person, and the, the team lead. Mm-hmm. So they kind of went in. And for the final scenario, I said, you guys got to crawl in. I know there's no smoke, but yeah, there's got to crawl in. Mm-hmm. We always teach them, don't go down on your hands and knees unless either uh, you can't see. like Visibility is mm-hmm. so limited that you have to drop down because of the smoke ladder. Because yeah. we know that's going to get more visible down there. Or heat. Heat is mm-hmm. pushing down. So two reasons. So a lot of yeah. guys just walk in. I'm like, no. I, I, unfortunately, in on this one, we have to pretend there's heat. So they drop down. Yeah. And I think the guys made it around the first corner. Uh, captain, or the, the team lead called for a bump up. So not the door control person, but another person came in. Okay. They got, they they start feeding them hose. Well, they get to the next corner because it's a, you know, it's a, a change room with no doors. So mm-hmm. it's got the, kind of the, so the yeah, offset yeah, wall yeah. so you can... Go around without seeing people get changed so now on the next offset wall now they have to send another bump up so now they got two yeah. bump up guys every every angle so now there's all these people in there well inevitably they get in like the first 20 feet and the bell starts ringing yeah and now they're like oh what do we do now because so now they know like i said they have to figure out who goes out yeah. who stays in do we totally stop the search and send everybody out no nope. let's keep going because mm-hmm. this is a primary search, and I said, you know, the fire, you're, we're searching towards the fire as fast as we can, because that's really where really the danger is. You know, we this is a big building. We're not going to start searching, like, a really heavy search back here, because the danger is on that end of the building. We need to get yeah. to the fire, search, and then maybe and come back, work and back. then search back. Yeah. So they're searching. Bell start ringing. And it was actually very interesting to see. So first one would come out, mm-hmm. and I was out there. I'd, I'd help them change their cylinder, and And then they'd start, they keep going. Well, now the next person's bell will start ringing. So now they have to run, they have to come back out. And by the by the end of it now, everybody has now basically cycled out. And now they're, I said, now you guys are out of air. Now, like, there's no air left. There's no yeah. spare air left in the ground. So now you have what you have left to find the rest of the patients. Mm-hmm. They all, we, they ended up finding them, but it was like, it was very interesting to see them run out of air and then have to get out yeah. and then switch out whether they're outside. It wasn't like everybody had like a full cylinder of air to move yeah. around. So mm-hmm. they were getting more cognizant of like,
2: okay. I was just going to say, that's a really good drill on just the consumption, right? Learning how much you're using and and how much ground you can cover in limited amount of air. Yeah. Because in a a real fire, if you're in there working, if your bell goes off, that's -hmm. a bad day. That should not be going off while you're in there. Mm -hmm. But that's why it's so good to to get guys pushing through their bottles and knowing Mm -hmm. how much work you can do on your amount of air. And like the first two...
0: Uh, drills they were doing, they were dragging heavy dummies out, so they're yeah, they're they sucking air. They, they were working, and there were two yeah. teams of three working, yeah. so they're all working hard, sucking air, mm-hmm. pushing that like draining their cylinders down to yeah down to like half, and then they go into the next one, and now mm-hmm. it's down to like like above the the bell, and then they go in again, and then it's like <laughs> it's like
1: almost yeah, right, right, like, right away, weird. like so. It's really good to see. Or it's it's neat to see how people react to that bell as well. Yeah. So like we always preach that, you know, the moment that your bell starts ringing, it's not a mass panic where like, I need to dive out the first window. Yeah. Um, you know, like I've, I've seen people, um, you know, react like it's like, I've got five breaths left and that's it. Like I have got to run out, like wind sprint myself out of here. Yeah. And that's the furthest thing that you want to see. Um, you don't want to continue to work and like oh yeah like no yeah. we we in training um will allow people to like work through a bit of that just so they can see like physically like like visibly see how much extra there is like not when there's a live fire scenario yeah. you know? yeah. but um if we're doing like, well, like the search a fireless right? yeah, yeah like so like that's that's perfect right like you could be in there just just like we are here, so allow them to work through it, so they see how much extra they actually have there. And as that cylinder runs lower, your bell goes from uh, to ding. Yeah, ding, the slow ding. ding. <laughs> as soon as you can, like, hear and count, you know, time between well, each ding.
0: Well, you're in department before you got high pressure cylinders. So you, you have high pressure cylinders. Yeah, 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 We were. I all you guys used to always go. You guys used to always go, go until it was like. <laughs> yeah, those
1: those bottles are
2: dog shit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh.
1: Right, but like. Allowing them to, to you know realize how much extra time they actually have yeah. um, is a really good tool to show uh, when you're not in a live fire scenario because yeah. um, there's there's you know zero worry other than your mask sucking to your face and then you just remove your regulator. Yeah. Um, but it, it shows that i don't need to panic yeah. i can stay calm i can like if i'm in the middle of like lifting this thing out of the way i can continue i don't have to oh my god drop everything and leave i can finish mm-hmm. doing what i'm doing i can alert the team hey um you know run out of the air firefighter coming out um and then you can slowly work work you know work your way out um i think that is a really good thing to show in training so when that belt does start to go off in uh if you're an interior team, if you're a search team, whatever it is, like you should be monitoring that for sure. But if it happens, it's not a panic.
2: Yeah. I know one thing we've talked about before doing consumption drills. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's really humbling because it, that's the, the full on. Uh, so yeah. you've got a partner, you're carrying a cone. Okay. Your air is on, you're breathing. Okay. Just spin the bottle off, pat him on the shoulder, start walking. You know, so you're just breathing normal mm-hmm. until, uh, you know, your air starts running out and you start doing your purse-slip breathing to see how far you can actually walk. And seeing that distance, how far you can actually get, it mm-hmm. is uh, pretty humbling. And then it it, it builds that uh, resist, uh, or that tolerance of, okay, this is how I need to breathe because I know my mask is going to suck my face any second here. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't panic. Get that mind and okay, now I just need to slowly, slowly purse-slip, exhale as long as I can and just build that, yeah. that comfort zone, I guess. Was, I mean, there's not much comfort in it. <laughs> no. Well, and I
0: told this story before, the one time when I was in the structure Fire, and Spencer and I were working on the second floor, and we were working, in this cold environment, and the um, insulation had fallen onto my, I
1: it was like, that
0: kind of, it wasn't like, um,
1: the, Not vermiculite, but. Yeah, it's kind of like vermiculite.
0: Yeah. And it was wet and cold, and it landed on my back, and I didn't know, obviously, and it trickled down and hit the bell and then it froze it froze into the bell you know the story oh yeah yeah, yeah. Right. so the whole bell got frozen so I'm sitting there and we're fighting the fire I mean the fire was in the mop-up phase for sure like it wasn't full rock yeah but it was still like still an ideal age environment so I'm working away and um Spencer's I don't know if his bell started ringing or he says something like he's lower on air I'm like oh that's weird I should be low on air and as I'm thinking that it's like whoop. my friggin' ass <laughs> sucks my face I'm like whoop and I'm like, oh shit, I'm out of air. Mm-hmm. You know this, yeah. yeah. I'm out, of, I'm out of air. I'm stuck in the hallway upstairs, and now I'm like right out of there. <laughs> so I, I slam Spencer in the back. <laughs> I take the hose line, I shoot me down, and I remember I like, I like sealed like down the stairwell. I like. Like I'm slipping slide down the stairwell, <laughs> yeah. and I like hit the bottom landing, and that's where it was no longer IDLH because yeah. the fire was on the second floor. So yeah. I hit the bottom of the stairs, like rip my mask off, and, and I go outside and like woo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like man. that was close. Like that was <laughs> the fucking
2: the fucking training we used to have. So the old masks <laughs> with the uh, oh the with the old low, low pressure hose, yeah, the good old elephant trunk, and connect to the regulator and a waist belt. You know, the literally. <laughs> The training was: if you run out of air, you hold your breath, you unscrew it, and you shove it in your coat yeah. under your armpit, and you get yeah. out. It's like, huh? Oh, okay, that sounds scary as hell. Yeah. And then uh, we switched to the newer systems with the regular yeah. the mask, and right away it was like, oh, what if you run out of air? <laughs> it's like, well, don't fucking run out of air. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah and ever since then, I don't trust that bell. <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, man. Uh-huh. Like. We you about training differences back in the day to now. Yeah. oh Which, yeah. yeah like that was an SOG <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> well yeah, that
0: what would happen then what would happen with those elephant trucks I was told because I had just started when they were in phased out mm. uh, it was like still on I think our our third new truck yeah. we had the elephant trucks and the training officer at the time was this old boy he's like yeah, you know, if you don't like the guy, you can you can undo his thing and then stick <laughs> and then, and then stick it in past fart. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a dumb and dumb video. Yeah, yes. like, or no, not dumb. I'm Jack like awesome. <laughs> <Jack laughs> like not in the fire, but you know, you like, yeah. guys stand there like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like just <God>. idiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. But, well, rip. <laughs> yeah. S- yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of. I mean, we could go on and on, but oh, yeah, yeah. But I think mm-hmm. for now, that's, that's a good touch on it.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some some cool rip videos that we shot years ago. I don't even know if we did we post those. I I don't know what's out there, but that's something that mm-hmm. there's there's a ton of like packaging videos out there. Yeah. Uh, but something that we can you know touch on again, mm-hmm. um, you know, no value put, you know putting that that, that that stuff out there in in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't practice it, you should, yeah. uh, if you don't know what we're, uh, chatting about here, we can share that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, tons, tons of value. I think a uh,
2: seminar coming up, uh, Yeah. with evolutions, cause that's a ton of great props. I think we should yeah. have some good videos for that mm-hmm. as well. i show some people. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Good.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Any more for anyone? Uh, nope. Right. Um,
1: Modus. That's you. That's Me. Oh okay. It. oh, okay. Oh, okay. Modus. Modus. Yeah. Uh, Snagger Tool. Claim to Fame. Uh, they've also got their uh, force entry wedges. Uh, they've got uh, soft entry kit out there. They've got their mask bags. Uh, tons and tons of firefighter kit. Uh, they've got their uh, fire life videos that they have out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, ours obviously is super awesome. Um, so check out their uh, uh, Facebooks, their Instagrams, their YouTubes. Uh, if you like the product that you see from Otis, GTFF um, five is going to get you five percent off your
2: next order. Right, that manscape, manscape, yeah. Mm-hmm. Manscaped. Manscaped. yeah. Uh, so we're still in January, so um, cancer, you know, it's it's brutal mm-hmm. for us um, firefighters. You know, one of the concentration areas, of course, is your groin, mm-hmm. and part of keeping your groin nicely groomed is the Manscaped products. Yeah. So with the uh, the lawnmower and mm-hmm. the weed whacker for your mm-hmm. nose hairs. Mm-hmm. The toner. Uh, the toner. The toner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Manscaped is an awesome product. Uh, we, again, you know, we don't uh, endorse anything that we get behind and really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, we just made some videos that's going to go yeah, live. Yeah, there's a video
1: that drops. Uh, if you're listening to this, the video is already live. It's dropping Tuesday morning. Uh, so uh, another another one of our Man, Manscaped videos. Another one so, of our awesome productions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: yeah and if anybody's been following us they know it's high quality cheese right so oh for sure yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah manscape uh, you know yeah keep everything groomed and uh um and smooth smooth we like the smooth board down there yeah uh it's a great product um it's a lot safer product it's it's yeah it's a great great quality mm-hmm. what's the code our code is dtff20 we will give you 20 percent off yep. and, and, free free shipping, and free shipping so yeah. we really appreciate it if you guys go on there check it out um Check out any of their products um, and use our discount code. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they're a new company that uh, uh, is uh, supporting us. So we would be really appreciative if you could go and support them. Uh, it's for, you know, obviously with uh, Firefighter uh, Cancer Awareness Month, it's an awesome time to jump on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll love it. Your wife will love it. And, uh, uh, or so, whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, your spouse, your partner. Whoever on a Saturday, yourself. Night. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. exactly. laughs> um, yeah. Um, awesome, awesome product. Awesome, awesome. You know, uh, company. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Jocko fuel. We've not about Jocko fuel lately. We haven't, and we absolutely should. Um, yeah, my I, buddy I, just made a post uh, saying, "Oh, I finally got the Jocko fuel," and he took a couple of photos with it on his truck. Oh, good. Nice. So I was gonna send him a message like, "Hey, hey, did you know?" <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: I don't recall what the. It's DGFF ten. It might be give yeah, ten, is, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jocko Fuel. If you go on the Jocko Fuel website, uh, anything on the Jocko Fuel website um, is uh, available for discount. Uh, when we were down in California, uh, we I uh, love that we had yeah <laughs> a, a, a fair amount. Um, it's really tasty. Yeah, it's mm, it's, it's good. really good for like it's not the classic energy drink. No. Um, you know that's that's one one thing I.
0: Well, there's other stuff too. It's not just, a, we had Jocko Go. Yeah, we had Jocko, we Jocko had Go. We had a number of other things that yeah. go with that whole uh, mm-hmm. line, yes. like milk and all mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, supplements. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so, any of those things are available. Uh, so, hop, hop on the Jocko, the Jocko Fuel website and uh, DTFF10, we believe, is it? Yeah, if that um, doesn't work, let us
0: know or we will mm-hmm. find the right one. Yeah. 99% sure it's DTFF 10 there's mm-hmm. so many discount codes we have now we have 5s 10s 20s yeah <laughs> if want we wrote shit
2: down yeah yeah absolutely uh, yeah in your book where's uh, not in your book uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, stop the bleed Todd stopthebleed.org or stopthebleed.ca um, yeah so three methods of major hemorrhage control it is direct pressure tourniquet application and wound packing make sure you have a high quality tourniquet take it out of the wrapper because blood is slippery than shit and uh, trying to adrenaline for And, and adrenaline sucks. And adrenaline sucks. Look at the shakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have a lot of good videos on there as well. Um, to check that out. If you want to become an instructor or just curious, see what it is. Um, there's all sorts of content out there. Make it high fidelity sims when you're training with it. Mm. Um, we've checked out our YouTube on it. Uh, we kind of did a, an instructor's point of view of the, of the course content. Mm. Um, if you are an instructor, as you know, the course content is pretty basic, but we really like to liven it up and do some scenarios dragged out for a couple hours the kids love it whoever general public loves it <laughs> well, yeah we had a few videos to make it more realistic and show how uh, critical blood loss can be so sure yeah so or <laughs> uh,
1: Dr. Nick and our tac yeah Dr. Nick Sparrow out of the uh, Kootenays in BC Canada um, they are uh, it's a, they're a subgroup of the ATAC yeah. so A-T-A-C-C um group so um, so rtac is a um right now they're offering an online version of the uh, rescue course there uh so hop, hop online there uh reach out i don't know if it's live um but they they are offering um an online version of it and then on the back end of that there there will be some hands-on uh but it is an awesome you know awesome awesome program Dr. Nick and his team there uh, do an awesome job uh, getting that information out there. Um, they do have that sort of shop talk. What do they call it? Um, shop talk. Shop talk. Shop talk, <laughs> yeah. Um, where, yeah, it's just a really, really cool, plat- uh, you know, platform. Um, check that out if you're interested in, um, you know, kind of sort of that uh, real world, the uh, high fidelity version of uh, like Stop stop the Bleed, uh, but much, much more in depth. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are
2: we at Tanner Olson Tanner Olson. Yeah. yeah Tanner Olson out of uh, West Coast Canada mm-hmm. um, yeah great country country music uh, we have had him here for, live for your 100 year mm-hmm. um, and coming for a seminar he is secured yep. Uh, so if you're anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, I guess. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I mean, anywhere if you want to buy a plane, plane ticket. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you want to listen to him, you go on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. The money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find them on any of your usual listening platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner Olson Band. Uh, yeah, we really love him. He's a great guy, great band. Um, mm-hmm. Really good yeah, band music. Yeah. And they can party pretty good. They, they can. can.
0: Party or pretty bad, <laughs> depends which way you want to look at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh, lastly, is also, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we got now? We got Instagram, yep, we got TikTok,
1: yep. we just saw the
0: TikTok again. yeah, absolutely, uh-huh. yeah, we've been posting on TikTok uh-huh. again. We got Twitter, yep, the YouTube's, YouTube's. Mm-hmm. Hit us up on the YouTube. We're actually, uh, for those that don't know, we are starting to record these yep. um episodes and then <laughs> on YouTube, so um, you can see, uh see ash spitting into a bottle <laughs> Hello, oh my god oh
1: man uh, the first video that I go go back and look at I'm like is that seriously the screen capture that you chose to use yep it sure is sponsored by Copenhagen <laughs> throw totally drugs Thirty drugs how exactly
2: just throw an ash into the box Oh, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: Anyways, um, are uh, we at? YouTube, you do. You, 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 you <laughs> do Facebook, uh, yeah. yeah check us out on the Facebook. We post mm-hmm. a lot of uh, our content on there and yeah. links to where we can find our content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're are, are in the area in BC, um, come to the seminar. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. That is on the Oliver Spring Seminars Facebook page is the best way, mm-hmm. or through the um, Oliver Fire Department.
1: Yeah, um, society page. It's Oliver Volunteer Fire and Rescue Society. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, is there also a link on the DC Volunteer Firefighters? There will be yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: you know, seminar. I was actually talking of a letter, uh, kind of like a welcome letter for the seminar today. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is, it, it is not you don't get a certificate out of it unless you know yeah. we we can like we said we can hand hand draw you one. Um, it's really just a tool building um, weekend. It's also also a way to. Uh, introduce yourself to other firefighters from around the province, mm-hmm. make some new friends, um, meet some new instructors because um, we have a lot of instructors giving up their time just to come and teach. Um, it's good because you know they're giving us basically free content, yeah. but they're also promoting themselves in a way where people may
1: want to hire them to do other courses for. Yeah. Some more in-depth courses yeah. where there can can be an actual certificate. Yeah. If, uh, if that's what you're interested in.
0: Yeah. We have nothing but uh, good feedback uh, from our seminar. Um, mm-hmm. And we try to make it as, as we said, a real fire palooza. So actually, what it, I looked up, what a palooza was. It's actually a word. <laughs> it means like something unique and cool, extravagant, extravagant and unique. Yeah. So it's a fire palooza. Yeah, um, palooza it is. Yeah, we got lots mm-hmm. of live fire planned. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of auto X planned. I'm still working on some uh, Fortis gas and electrical. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always fun. Um, everything's pretty much. Hot, like nothing, like hands-on. Um, yeah. Even some of the more stuff that you think would be not hands-on, we try to make it hands-on. Yes. <laughs> so, um, environment, the Ministry of Environment shows up. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, this is going to be a dry PowerPoint. No, we actually we actually flood a creek. Well, the creek's kind of there already, but we, we, we managed to get water into the creek. Yep. And they actually do fake oil spills and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's actually like even that, which could easily be done on a PowerPoint, They've embraced it and fa- the fact that it's, no, we don't mm-hmm. have to be boring. We can
1: actually make this a hands-on topic. So, Yeah, I think that's some of the best feedback that we've received is every session, there's something that you can pull out of there. Yeah. Uh, like like Scott said, the networking is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it comes to the instructors, like we, you know, our, our hall um, – Todd's some of the local ones do instruct, but you know we also bring in a ton of other awesome, awesome instructors, uh, vendors. Um, so there's a space for uh, vendors. I don't want to dive into that too much. There's sure. some pretty cool information yeah, coming we, out they, here. You have
0: a DTFL,
1: Um, some shirt coming out. Yeah. Is that so, so there's specifically uh, made it for these. Yep. There's going to be a. <laughs> maybe a one-off design or so. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, there's some pretty cool announcements that are going to be coming out for the seminar as well. So, uh, definitely follow up on that. If you're in the area, um, or want to be in the area, uh, there's a lot of cool
2: opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing to do, uh, not just for new people, right? Like I, I'm no. always, um, when I do an introduction on teaching, you know, I always do a quick little roundabout of like, Hey, how many years in are you NAR? What's your, yep. where are you from? And we guys, oh, that's my first year as a firefighter. I've never, this is all new to me. I've never won SCPA to, yeah, i a 25 year veteran done all this before, but this mm-hmm. is, it's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. I think that, like
1: that mass variety, um, I've had exactly like Todd just said, I've had the junior firefighter that just like barely got the waiver to leave home. Mm-hmm. And then we've instructed a deputy chief that's been on for 30 plus years and they're going through the exact same thing because there's something that they can take back. If it's somebody that's just getting that initial experience or if they're looking for all of these little tips and tricks that, you know, like if you teach the same thing over and over and over again, over time you dumb down your own course. So you have to see like what other people are doing and then you take those little tips and tricks back, put it back into your own training. Uh, That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, some of the, we, we actually get some kind of obscure sessions in too. Like mm-hmm. this year, we have we have an yeah. animal rescue, uh, like how to rescue large animals. That's right. Like how to pick up a horse.
1: There's like that, you know. Yeah, there's. We're actually going to crane. Yeah, we're going to do crane. Like use our high ab. And there's a lift. dummy horse. There's coming. a dummy horse coming. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to throw throw a horse down a ditch. And, and pick him up. How to pick up, like hoist this horse, yeah. whether it's on somebody. Or whether the <laughs> <somebody>. <laughs> uh, you know, like, horse gets spooked that's and boxed, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're in a very rural area here, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of equestrian lovers. Yeah. Um, so that's I mean, an option. How many
0: large animal calls have we been to in, in our area? Yeah.
2: Like, like, actually, a lot more. A lot. A lot more yeah. than rip. that's for sure. <laughs> Way more <laughs> than ripped, yeah. yeah, the is where the trailer gets rear-ended yeah. hard, mm-hmm. and, and the, and another the horse gets smash, and the horse yeah, is yeah. Absolutely. And then also,
0: obviously, small animal rescue, pets pass inside and stuff. So yeah. just kind of qua- like things that you wouldn't think of um, mm-hmm. and things that maybe that's not, maybe that's not a two day course. I mean, maybe it is. I think actually it actually is. Yeah. Actually but you could also, yeah. you could also learn enough skills in the one hour mm-hmm. to, to take it and at least go back to your department and be like, Hey, this is, Hey, there's some value. Here. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess that seminar or Firepalooza fire palooza. If if fire palooza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, if you're bad. on our Facebook, uh, if you're on that Facebook page, um, Check out our shirt. Um, mm-hmm. We designed it based on basically a concert shirt. It says Fire stand by to get some. Mm-hmm. Um A little nod to our department with the station number on the on the sc- guy skull guy's helmet. So, yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You, can, you can pre-order and buy those. I think That's we, right. Are we shipping mm-hmm. them I guess we could if I shipping.
1: think if they want to pay shipping, I'm I'm sure we I'll can. Shipping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it's a one-off order that you're just look, you know looking to purchase a shirt, we would love to uh, hook you know, hook. Hook you up with that. Um, you get one for free if you show up. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. With your purchase. If you're, yeah. yeah your it's event it's built, built into your event ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, your food is built into your event ticket as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's yeah. you know, a thing. And Ted Not, Wilson's built into your event ticket, too. Ten, <laughs> ten, yeah. Live uh, party in the park event yeah. with uh, ten, with the uh, Ted Wilson band. Um, there's a banquet. There's lunches on. On Saturday, uh, breakfast on both the mornings. There's a yeah registration sort of party, semi formal deal there. Um, semi formal. Hmm? Semi formal. I don't know. I do these like roll in with? All okay, right, I guess you can do whatever you want. I don't really care. As long <laughs> as you buy a ticket. Not at long <laughs> I think like we look semi Usually guys <laughs> are in their station wear. Or yeah, generally interview. people show up in their station <laughs> wear. Yeah. Yeah. If you come in flip-flops and like a t-shirt. If
2: you paid, you're coming in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're going to stand out if you show up in a dressing room. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. And by the end you'll have your tie tied to your head. And <laughs> <on> your <laughs>
0: yes. Anyways, that was
2: more than enough information. Yeah, more of those being sneakers this year. Is Whistler showing up? I
0: don't know. <laughs> we yep.
1: had to call him out on it. <laughs> Ash. <laughs> they are showing up. Uh, thank you and have a good night.
2: Thank you. Have a good night. Good night. Stay safe. Stay together.